Welcome to Think and Reimagined, produced by Live Abundantly. Live Abundantly is committed to justice, equity, equality, diversity, and inclusion for the creation of a global society which respects the rights and well-being of all citizens. We invite you to visit our website livesabundantly.com to support our initiatives for women, youth and children. Thinking Reimagined, changing the mindset for For a better better global society. society. Thank you for joining this episode of Thinking Reimagined. I have Nifemi Ogunsoye. So we had stumbled on a shocking video on social media. And we've seen quite a number of vulgar dances by children online, but this one took it to another level. It featured a group of children dancing in an apparent sexual manner. And more shocking is that this was being done under the supervision of some adults who could be seen in the video. So we're asking if this is what we call being woke, or perhaps it's the other level of civilization. I'm joined on this episode by Dr. Amma, Executive Director, Liva Bodenthi, Miss Abby's founder of Fraternity Issues. She joins us live from London. And we have um, two youth advocates joining this podcast for the first time uh follow Rochelle and tower thank you for joining thank you so much everyone for joining on this episode dr ama let me begin with you what was your first reaction when you saw that video um shock uh disbelief and um, where is this taking place and how is it possible that um, in a woke society or woke world that we exist in this would be acceptable and that there will be adults encouraging such provocative actually provocative doesn't even encompass um, the of this video course it brings to mind the socializing our children and the be they're learning at a young age that perpetuates itself into adulthood whereby women are viewed as um, sexual objects you know for the benefit benefit and entertainment of um, the male counterpart it was very disturbing it did very disturbing and one would wonder what um, actually was going on Miss Abby, let me hear your thoughts on this particular one. When I saw the the video, as was sent um, last week, I my initial reaction, and I typed the message um, immediately, was um, I'm lost for words. I was literally lost for words. I could not believe these were innocent souls that had witnessed this sort of behavior and had been and were even coerced into behaving this way. I was trying to get my head around certain questions such as a where did this take place b is this a party game like musical chairs because that's what it seemed to be almost like musical chairs or you know when you freeze musical freezing and things it was a party game so i guess and i was thinking what is the aim of this to see how explicit the 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 dance could be 
or I, I could not understand it. And uh, a part of me was praying that it wouldn't be in Nigeria. I was praying that it wouldn't be, it wouldn't have taken place in Nigeria. I'm, I'm yet to find out where. But regardless of wherever it did take place, it is awful, awful behavior. And uh, for adults to be around and be encouraging this, it makes it even more terrible. Nigeria or not, Miss Abby, it, it's a global village we live in now. And what baffles me the most is if this is on tape, then you can imagine what is not on tape. Because for that action to be on tape, it means that some people consider it right and an appropriate um, lifestyle. Michelle, what do you think? Do you consider this time a very challenging, challenging time for children to grow in? Uh, yes, yes, I really consider it to be a challenging time for children to grow in, uh, particularly with the whole idea of being woke. Because uh, as Dr. Alma said, said, she was surprised to see such a thing in uh, this woke generation. But if you look at it from a different angle, you find out that some of these kind of things that are happening, some of the things that are displayed in this video, they basically happened because of a different opinion of what it means to be woke. Uh, some like there's this uh, philosophy that children should be left to choose, children should be left to decide at a, at a very, very tender age, you know, right from them growing up, that from learning from experiences, they become better people. And these are one of the things that are, are leading to the propagation of such practices or such. Uh, uh, things that were displayed in that video. So yes, it's a very, very challenging period for children to grow up. It's really challenging right now. I get your point, Funsho. It's like we're taking this freedom to another level. Mm -hmm. So we have, we've had conversations in the past where, you know, the it's a civilized world. So you can decide to, I'm choosing my words very carefully now. Fushal. Yeah, I understand you, yes. You can, you can decide to, partner with someone of the same sex and consider to be doing the right thing. So why not allow children to decide whether they are male or female or the kind of dance that they want to, you know, the kind of way they want to express themselves musically. Tawa, what are your thoughts in this regard? I'd like to say something before Tawa um, speaks, if that's okay, because when we're talking about being woke, it's about being aware being aware, having a sense of awareness of discrimination or injustice or inappropriate behavior in this case. To have adults watching that and encouraging it means that the adults saw it as appropriate behavior and they were carrying it on. It is a discriminate. It wasn't the girls who were doing this to the boys. It was the boys doing it to the girls. So you're already inculcating in a very young mind that this is the way things occur and it is suitable. There's so many other ways to have a party that you don't have to do such a dance. And, and to perform such an act and have somebody film it is discriminatory against the girls. It's microaggression at its very simplest state. So let's start by defining what it means to be woke, to be aware of discrimination, whether it's by race, gender, age, sex, name it. But more importantly, to take action against changing that sort of behavior. That is very critical when you're talking about being woke. 
Dr. Amma, are you saying that it would have been woke if it, if it was the girls doing it to the boys? No, it would not have been woke at all. It is not appropriate. But perpetuating a certain type of behavior at such a young age, encouraged by adults, it's inappropriate. And adults should know better. Should know better. And when you know better, you do better. That is the I issue here. I agree with you to that extent. Perhaps we'll hear Tawa out. Tawa, what are your thoughts about this? So, I mean, the very first thing that came to my mind was drawing a line between the video that I watched and just the increasing occurrences of child sexual abuse in our communities. Now, when it comes to teaching kids about sex education, you see parents shy away very fast. It's like, oh, my baby's just five. Why am I teaching her all of those things? She doesn't have to have this information. She's so young. She's this, she's that. So you have children who are probably not aware of the actual extent of the game that they were asked to play. So that's really what crossed my mind. I'm thinking that if this child, if this girl child is in a school, for example, and a boy, a mate in class, a peer, or even an adult, rocks her against his body, she's thinking, oh, this happened at a party. My mommy was there. My daddy was there. And they didn't say that anything was wrong, which means that she's more likely to keep quiet about that kind of abuse. It means that this boy, if his teacher tells him to follow him to the toilet one day and perform some acts on him, he's thinking, oh, this doesn't look so strange. Something similar to this has happened before and my mommy was there and my daddy was there and they didn't say anything wrong. So beyond how obscene that video was and how uncomfortable it made me feel and how terrible it made me feel for those kids, it was also thinking about how something that was seen as having fun could have potentially exposed them to abusive situations that they would then begin to see as normal and how impact on their lives and their futures for years and years to come i like i like that point of view um the the potential of them abused um miss abby there is the issue of sexualization of children on tv shows it's been an issue as far back as 2012, I remember that the Broadcasting Commission in India began regulations in that regard. But Tawa is saying that there is such a thing as age-appropriate dances. Are there gray areas in this respect, Ms. Abby? I mean, because we're living beyond borders now. What is appropriate in Africa is being redefined, let alone outside Africa entirely. Do we, can Sorry. we agree as a society that there are age-appropriate dances? Um, excuse me, just before Dr. Abby answers, I'd like to say something about that. I said that parents shy away from age-appropriate sex education. And I see how those dances can be harmful in terms of what children begin to see as normal, which then affects what they report. We're not talking about dances. I moved it beyond that to sexual violence of children. I just wanted to clarify that. I understand you perfectly, Tawa. Okay. I did understand you. I'm also now looking beyond just um, what parents consider to be right or wrong. I'm also talking specifically about the dances because um, it's very difficult in our current society to separate between right and wrong. 
There are people who will watch that dance and say, well, there's absolutely nothing wrong about it. It is why we see adults in that video in the first place, Ms. Abby. Yes, there, there is absolutely a big difference between uh, an adult dancing um, and a child dancing and the, the type of dances they should have. I mean, there's several um, comments I want to make on this. Um, when I was younger, they, they had the, the slow dances, where at a party, they would turn off the lights. This, this is, you know, maybe early university, they would dim the lights. That's certainly not age appropriate for little kids. Yes? Um, there's also, uh, there was a new dance two years ago called Soapy that I was um, told about by my students. And uh, Is that the same? Soapy? Is yeah, that yeah. Soapy? Soapy? Oh, okay. Soapy. <laughs> and um, I thought it was totally inappropriate for adults as well. And to me, my worst nightmare was actually seeing children dance this Soapy dance. And I, I, I was mortified. So going back to, you know, sex education, teaching children what's right and what isn't right, um, it is very important to start as early as possible. I can also recall in the video, there was a time uh, one of the girls was being danced with and her skirt lifted up and her underwear was showing. And the adult carrying a bottle of alcohol in one hand adjusted the girl's skirt with the other. So first of all, the adults at this, I'm going back to the video now, should not have been drinking while supervising children. Um, wrong in terms of safeguarding. The adult was drinking and probably they were probably all drinking there. And why would she, she obviously knew that her, the girl's underwear shouldn't be showing, but the girl shouldn't have been dancing that way in the first place. And when it comes to sex education, um, I totally agree with uh, Tower that you do not start at an appropriate age you start as early as possible because as we know child molestation begins as early as one age one age two as soon as the child can comprehend do not do this to me you start teaching the children that so as early as children are two three nobody should talk should touch my this to touch my that should touch my that and you should always make yourself accessible to children whether they're your children or not, to report. Reporting is so important. Um, children tend to be afraid to report. You know, in our time, you know, 70s, 80s, it was difficult to report anything. Nobody would believe anybody. And I've always said also as a historian that um, there is an increasing rate of child molestation. I totally agree with Tower as well, because I believe when we lived in the villages, uh, just to make it short, uh, Agbole, as they say, isn't it, in Yoruba, where the chiefs were there and, you know, if brother so-and-so did this and they told somebody, I'm sure the man would be paraded around the village with frogs or something around his waist. I mean, there would be strict disciplinary action taken on this man or, or woman. But in this day and age, you know, for some reason, there is an increasing amount of cases of children actually not coming forward and being molested so whether it's for i don't know some people have said it's for spiritual gain some have said because there's a high rate of um, alcoholism in the society and as i've always said nifemi in all these podcasts there we the nigerian um i, I i'll restrict it now uh, environment is over sexualized it's over sexualized i i believe some people's motive first thing in the morning is what am i going to do in this 
situation and this is what I'm going to do with it. And it's all to do with sex. We're in an you know, over-sexualized society and that's what's causing this as well. I have a panel that agree completely that the video is wrong. How do we penalize this act, particularly the situation where the adults in that video don't seem to see anything wrong with it? I think uh, the very notion of being woke is to be aware of something and doing something about what you are aware of. So now we've come to see what is going on, we've come to see uh, the societal miscrafts and mishaps. So what do we do now? Uh, I don't really know the country where that happened, so I'll just speak from a general point of view. When you see something this uh, appalling, what are the necessary steps to take? One, I really recommend that uh, there should be a regular channel, a proper channel of uh, reporting. I, like, like years ago, we used to say that uh, in Yoruba, I can't really say it in Yoruba, so I'll just say it in English. Uh, a child is not trained by a family. A child is trained by the community. So in this kind of situation, what is appropriate is a community action. A community action to intervene into that kind of situation that this is societally wrong. Everyone, it's not just we knowing that this is wrong. Almost everyone knows. The people who are in that video, the adults in that video, when they get to see this video, they know that what they did was wrong. So it's a societal thing. So it, what is necessary for us to do as a community, as a people who want to sustain our existence as humans, we also carry out a societal intervention. I'm talking about the traditional leaders, the you know, the ballets, the the uh, the obas, the whichever titles they occupy, the religious leaders also. Yes, we have to start making statements. We have to start uh, uh, making statements about this evil. Uh, with this improper actions, these improper behaviors that are being propagated in our societies. That, that's a major thing that should be done. Using the, the existing institutions, you not know, uh, religious institutions, the academic institutions, and I'm talking about teachers also, because teachers themselves have a major role to play in socialization, what are being taught to the students in schools. Some of these attributes are gathered in the classrooms. A child goes home, maybe having a different upbringing, brings whatever he has learned from his society, brings it into the classroom and begins to share this uh, behavior in the classroom. And other students are beginning to inculcate this attitude and behavior. But who is watching them in the classroom? The teachers. A teacher can step in right there and stop it. But nowadays, we still have this culture of see and don't say, see and don't complain. Teachers have to start stepping in and taking their jobs as key changers, as, key, as, as role makers in the community. That's one. Then at home, parents should start seeing themselves not just as providers, but as molders, because it's the parents that mold the minds of the children. The children spend a lot of time at home with their parents, their guardians. So what are parents doing about this? So talking about now the religious leaders, because these are three institutions that the children spend most of their time with in schools, at home, and in either as church or in the mosque or whichever religious association they have to deal with. So in the church or in the mosque or whichever place they find themselves, children, I mean, the, the leaders there should begin to play important roles in educating the young minds, to building these young minds and changing them because the children are the future. So that is the major thing that children, I mean, that these leaders have to start doing, parents, teachers, and religious leaders.
changing the minds of the children, molding them to see uh, a future that we are looking for. So Tawa, Fusha seems to have highlighted all of the stakeholders that must be actively involved in writing this wrong. Unfortunately, almost every member of this institution has been at one time or the other accused of um, being involved in the issue of abuse you raised earlier, from religious to, you know, to even the home front. Um, I want to pick up from something he said about learning the right behaviors, um, because we're talking about being woke today, is my understanding, and using the video as a launching pad for this discussion. There are two things here, learning and being. You have to learn to be woke, and then you have to be woke. You can't just be woke if you haven't learned. So if parents have not learned how to um, be parents, so that's why we have parenting classes. If the community has not learned what it means to be woke, then how can they be woke and then institute their actions for each? So a parent has to know that a behavior is, an in, is inappropriate. Let's go back to that video. We can talk about being inappropriate and inappropriate. The fact is no parent, no sane adult is going out in public to dance in that manner. So if you as an adult will not do that, then why are you promoting such a behavior for children? It means that you're not, you haven't learned what is acceptable behavior for your children. And so you cannot be in that state of mind where you can actually say that's not appropriate behavior. It's not appropriate, we need to stop it right now. So we need to also expand the group that he's mentioned. So he talked about teachers, he talked about parents, he talked about um, religious groups. But I say that it's the entire community see things and pretend that they don't see it. Being woke is a state of awareness and then you take action. So there are others who should have stood up and said not appropriate as and overall, really and truly, when we sex, age, any kind of discrimination occurring, we need to speak up. Women do not speak about the violence and the discrimination that they endure. How is a young girl supposed to know that it is discriminatory, that it is microaggression, that it is inappropriate? So parents have to know, parents have to speak up, communities, all stakeholders need to do something. Yes, I was um, going to add that um, on the topic of being woke, that to some being woke means being Western um, or accepting Westernization. And um, in many cases, as you just said now, I mean, in all cases, you have to learn to be woke. So we can't just limit it to maybe the dancing. You know, there's the issue of over-sexualization of children um, at a very young age. Now, people ask, what, what is this? You know, what do, what do we mean by over-sexualization? There's so many ways. There could be over-sexualization in dressing. There could be over-sexualization like, over in, um, in, in language used by the children. Um, you see children with, as far as I'm concerned, inappropriate hair for a certain age. Why would a five-year-old be wearing a wig? 
unless obviously the medical burns or there's a medical reason for that uh, why would a five-year-old be wearing a certain type of clothes um, so being woke to some also means you know at every age having a photo shoot with lots of makeup on a young girl and even boys um, it to them it means being becoming western and I would like to hear from maybe Tawa who's younger as to you know her opinions about this because sometimes I feel maybe I'm a bit too traditional in the way I think but it's clear to me this is clear over sexualization of children when a young child as I said as young as five is having a, a well every every opportunity makeup done extensions put in inappropriate clothing um, and all these things and why would we as a community not talk? We're talking about remote, uh, reporting. We're also talking about bringing up um, a village, brings up a child and not an individual. And the reason why I see this also in schools where a child comes into school inappropriate with inappropriate hair or dressing and the teachers can't speak. A, maybe because the parents are of large means. That means they're wealthy parents. They don't want to lose their job. I see family members not being able to talk because they feel they will lose favor from uh, the family for talking. So who exactly does the reporting in this sense? I, this is where I come to believing that be, being woke also comes with having confidence. You have to have the confidence to speak up and not bother about whatever the falling out might be. You have to speak for the sake of the child. And this is where we go round circle and come back to safeguarding again. It is your responsibility as an adult to speak up because the same child who is over-sexualized can come to harm. And then you would feel guilty. Oh, I remember that girl two years ago. I wanted to say something, but I didn't say something. I remember that boy. I remember seeing him going off with this man after school every day, holding hands or gifts being given or whatever it is and not speaking up. And there sets in the guilt. So I, I mean, I, I leave everyone to give their comments on that, but I think being woke also involves being extremely confident as well. This is Think and Reimagined, a Leave Abundantly production. In association with Nelkan Media. Unfortunately, our community has evolved from what's thought you know, talked about um, raising a child as a communal effort. Everyone now minds his or our own business. So the idea of also speaking out and addressing some of these issues has become a huge challenge. Tawa, let's hear your thoughts about this. So I'd like to say that although we seem to have moved away from the traditional models of community parenting, some of that is still going on in some other forms that we might not take note of because they're not happening the way that we're familiar with. So for example, um, I work in the area of sexual and gender-based violence, so a lot of my examples will draw from that. Last year, there was um, a case of a was a young kissing this i think about five six at most seven years old and this young man was already in the university and then did this this video where it was kissing her on her cheek on her lip i think there was tongue um at some point in that video and it was also very uncomfortable he shared the video by himself or somebody shared it i can't remember but the video went viral 
It was everywhere on Twitter, on Instagram, and people kept on tagging organizations that work in this sector, like, oh, have you people seen this video? Do you see what's happening? And then of course the, the it was taken up. Let's let's say the case was taken up, right? And then this young man said that, oh, she's a stepsister. Um, he doesn't have any bad intentions and all of that. Do you know that because people saw this video and they were uncomfortable enough, they were aware enough, they were woke enough to say that you're not going to bamboozle us and say, oh, you are just woke and this is just agape love. And you're kissing her on the lips, you're kissing her in her mouth. Let's test. So I think that as Nigerians, and I understand why we've lost a lot of faith in the system, but I also think that it means that a lot of times we don't even try to see how far we can take things before we say, oh, nobody will do anything. Nobody cares. It's not going to get anywhere. The police in Lagos. No, by the way, this was very interesting because I was like at the fore, I had first-hand information. That it was people on the internet that supplied this young man's address. Literally, from a viral video, somebody would say, oh, I know this person. We, we go to school together. It's in my class. Let me get you his phone number. Let me get you his address. If you go to a social place by this time, you'll find him there. And the police, actually went to pick him up from a viral video i really want us to pay attention to that from a viral video so and this was just from people saying you know what we're uncomfortable by this video we're uncomfortable by how this young girl is being treated and even though you say she's your house sister we want the law to take its course go and say your story story to the police there was another time a mother was found blaming her child for rape a very young girl not up to eight years old and her mother was saying that she's always following men after they said that somebody raped this girl. And I know at this time, the Lagos State Domestic and Sexual Violence Response Team actually took up this case. They actually got this child. They gave her Medicare, medical care, psychosocial support. I think her mother also got some counseling. Interventions were made, basically. And in both of those instances, it literally started from videos that went viral on social media. And then some people decided that beyond making the video viral, we're going to provide you with actionable information so that in both of those cases, you can help these children. You can ascertain if harm is taking place. And if it is, you can actually intervene. So, across, I mean, Nigeria has 31 sexual assault referral centers, which is truly a drop in the bucket, um, considering the magnitude of issues that we have to deal with. But the point is, these centers are there and they can be used across local governments in lagos and even Ogun state to some extent and abuja they are literally gender response teams in police stations these things are not perfect but they work now this video that we saw for example where these girls were dancing with boys and adults were there if this video when i hadn't come across this video until it was shared yesterday personally now if this video was a video that had really gone viral and people are tagged um, organizations that work in this sector. It would have been an issue of, okay, does anybody know anybody in this video? Or does anybody know the area where this birthday happened? And the law enforcement would have been brought in. It could have been taken from there and said, okay, um, first of all, this is COVID times, by the way. Why is this happening? And why? Because by law, by law, although children belong to their parents, they also belong to the state. So you're going to explain why you're there as an adult and all of this is going on. So yes, we should socialize children, we should educate children, but I'd also really like to implore all of us to test our laws. They are not perfect, but I can tell you that they work sometimes, especially when you're fully ready to stay the course and follow it through to a logical conclusion. 
when you see videos like this, when we see videos like this, we can be irritated. We can say, oh, this is absolutely not wrong. But can we also look at this video and say, who do I recognize? Do I know anybody in this video? Can we provide actionable information so that these things can be taken up and this case can be attended to? It's possible. Like, I think it was Dr. Amanda was saying, that being woke also comes from learning. There are so many ideals that a lot of us have to gestation as adults. It was not how we were brought up. We are brought up to see certain things. A lot of people had to train themselves on how to they think about rape as adults. Because when we were kids, we, most of us were filled with, um, don't wear short skirts. If you wear short skirts, it's your fault. Why are you doing this? Why are you doing that? As adults, we had to train ourselves. We had to read. We had to listen to educational materials that told us that, look, this is a wrong way of thinking. You can't blame the person who was raped for a crime that was committed against him or her. So we can't also take for granted that these parents know the right thing. Maybe they do, but also maybe they don't which means that some learning has to take place. And none of this can take place if we don't first identify what is wrong and before we can now come in to say, okay, here is how I can help or here is how we can provide sanctions for harm done. I'd like to add something about sharing videos virally. Um, you know, when you're sharing, I, I think I mentioned this in some podcasts uh, previously, uh, that... Um, having material, inappropriate material on your phone is actually illegal. Yes. But besides that, if you want to share a viral video with a young, um, a minor, their faces must be blurred or blacked out. Their eyes must be blacked out. So I, I agree that they should be sent virally, but caution must be um, taken as well because Absolutely. other are exposing the child and we're exposing the innocent family of the child who, as you said, might be uneducated or unexposed or uninformed, you know, about what's going on. So it's important, yes, to highlight the important that um, the cases will be taken up. But please, when we're sharing videos virally, we must make sure we blur the faces of the minors or black out their, their eyes, please, when we do that. Thanks. Thank you very much for adding that. So th that's very important. And I should have added that. When I say go viral, let me also add that it's not about just sharing videos, sharing videos, because a lot of times we also make this thing sensational. So at that point, it's not even about helping the children or helping anybody. We just want the shock value of, oh my God, children are doing this. So what we can do is notice the organizations that actually work or the individuals that actually work in this space and send those videos to them via DM. So we don't even have to share. Like there's no reason to share on our own social media feeds, for example. There's no, because these children grow up and the internet does not forget. So this thing is still there when they're 18, when they're 21, and it just continues to follow them. So we don't even have to share. Let's just share with organizations that can actually help these children and their families. Thank you very much for adding that, ma'am. Well, at least now we know that we cannot completely trust parents to do the right thing. Adama. I wanted to add two comments to what Tawa and Miss Abby have spoken about. Um, Tawa, yes, that video that you spoke about, those two videos, we did share them, but we did blur. We always blur the videos and we do um, attach those to attach the um, handles for the agencies other than ours that are in that space. But I want to go back to that very first video of the 23-year-old with his 
half sister, as it was stated, who was, I think, two or three years old. And it, the poignant point I want to make is when the mother and the father were interviewed, the mother, from what I understand, because it was translated for me into English, her thing was they were playing. She did not see anything wrong and it occurred in the presence of the father. They were playing. Clearly, these are parents who did not understand the gravitas of what had occurred and didn't know that such play was inappropriate and could lead to other behaviors. I also noticed in that video that the girl was being handed sweets, which is what um, perpetrators would usually would do to soften the blow. So even though the boy was being asked severe questions, they were being, the girl was holding up the sweets almost as if, well, this is what I've been, I've been given for this behavior that occurred. It's very troubling. But I do want to go further back to Miss Abby's statement or response to social, um, sexualization of girls. Um, unfortunately, we live in a global society where the sexualization of girls, women, starts at a very young age. Look at how they sell the cars. Look at how they sell the drinks. Look at how they sell items. It is called female, it is sexy, it is it, whatever phrase you want to use. They sell products by sexualizing them into the female form. Um, and we need to really speak up against this because this is how we create the imbalance and the discrimination that continues to permeate all aspects of our society. Those are the two comments I wanted to add at this moment. Thank you. Dr. Amma, you took that right out of my mouth. I wanted to comment on that video and also mention the attitude of the mother at that particular time when that story made the news. And now that we cannot, you know, totally trust parents, we must agree that everyone must become an active stakeholder in ensuring that our children are raised the right way. I want to hear the final comments. Oh, I see um, Miss Abby. Please go ahead. You want to say something? I wanted to just add chip in that, yes, we've spoken a lot about girls. Um, and there is a lot to say about boys as well. I don't know how common it is in other parts of the world. Here we see boys um, sagging their pants and uh, amongst many other things. But I wanted to come in from this one. How being woke to some means that they're not commenting on this. You know, the parents think it's cool. The children, by the time they walk, when they're at the boys are at home, they're sagging a little bit. You can see a little bit of their underwear under their belts. By the time they get out of the door onto the streets, the belt is at their knee. It's very, very, it's very, very bad. And nobody on the streets, no adults, family, friends, nobody is saying, all they're saying is, this is so-and-so, omolagbaja, lagbaja is this. You know, they're not saying anything. It is inappropriate behavior. They see these things on rap videos, uh, music videos, not limited to rap, sorry, music videos on, you know, social media, and they think it is cool. And, they, and the parents do feel, ah, he's just growing up, it's okay. You know, certain things, acceptable certain things not acceptable so when you see again of course if an adult decides to do that over the age of 21 i mean 
he's a he's of legal age to drive to to vote to own his own house to get a job but a child we're talking about children now five six year olds ten year olds fifteen year olds with their belts around their ankle it is wrong i agree with you and i will say that i usually will stop these boys when i see them and tell them the history of sagging your trousers because they don't even know the history that it was a call for action for sexual favor in prisons. That's where this culture began. And more of us need to let that be known, that sagging your trousers is how they gained favor in prison or made themselves available for protection. It is not a fashion statement. And so I actually will stop the boys and I will have a word with them tell them what the history is around sagging their trousers, and then tell them the long-term effects of having to wear your trousers around your ankle, so to speak, and the strain on your joints. And at the end of the day, at 60, 70, you're dealing with all sorts of aches and pains and deformity. It is wrong, but I will add this. The lenses that we use, or many parents use, to raise the boys and the girls differ and it needs to stop it is not okay to say that oh it's a boy and it's all right he's growing up if you will not allow such a behavior with your daughter then you cannot allow such a behavior with your son it doesn't matter because at the end of the day these are the same boys who will misbehave and the parents will have a heartache and be crying and all sorts of things will go on correct the behavior at once. Be woke, parents. Pay attention. Read. Everything that you need to know is available on the internet, on social media. If you don't know how to speak to your children, get another adult in the family that they're close to to speak with them. Get the community active. We are living in a global society that's digitalized and information is flowing everywhere. It's time to be woke. Yes, of course, from sure. Okay. Uh, according to what uh, you said earlier about uh, the woman you spoke with or your organization spoke with, and uh, she was of the opinion that the man was the young 20-something years old, was just having, just playing with his younger sister, and uh, they had to translate the woman's statement to you. Uh, I think that's a gap in advocacy. Most of the advocacy that is going on about is actually done in English language, yeah. So we do some advocacies that target particular population using the uh, population's language, using the well, our language, I mean the actual language and things that they can gravitate towards. Because most people, or let me not say, people in the rural uh, environment, we will see typical behavior and thus see this as normal. But when we uh, advocate these people using the language that they are uh, comfortable with, they are, they are more capable of grabbing this information and they are more capable of acting on the information they've gathered. So advocacy using the appropriate language is very necessary. I absolutely concur with you. And when we do go to rural areas, we always have somebody there to translate what we're saying in English into Yoruba or the other language. Um, I am not proficient. And so I always need someone to translate. But Funsho and Tower, if you want to join us in um, translating some things into other languages and getting out there, we're open. And it is necessary and I concur with you. Thank you for bringing it up. Mm -hmm.
Let me take Tara and Miss yeah, Abby's final thoughts on this conversation. Um, it, I think it's very important that we take back the ownership of language. So, for example, when you talk about being woke, it's the same. It's almost like when you mention feminism. There is this. There's all sorts of attachments to a word that means something totally different. So people think that some people think that being woke, for example, is being um, disrespectful, like being able to talk to anybody anyhow, and that means that you're woke. Some people think that being woke means that um, you know just piss your life away. For example, uh, you 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 have very dangerous habits. But you think that that's you being woke you're taking ownership of your life but these are habits that are medically proven to be harmful to you in the short term and in the long term some people be, me, think that being woke is allowing everyone to just do whatever they want and yes we do have to respect people's choices but only to the extent to which those choices do not affect other people's lives right so if somebody is being harmful to somebody else being woke is not allowing them to just get away with it because of um, every man for himself god for all of us you know so i think it's very important that we take back language what exactly does it mean to be woke is being woke just as all about being disagreeable being disrespectful being rude being belligerent it's not all being woke is what exactly is being woke so when we use this word let's break down language to its simplest most uncomplicated components what exactly are we saying what do we mean before we can because everyone has its own value if you say that you're a woke person then just by value of that identity that you're taking on there's some things that i expect of you there's some things that should be expected of you you know but if we don't even know the meaning of the words that we ascribe to ourselves then it's almost impossible that will live up to those values or that will be able to contribute to society in the ways that we should be able to so let's take back language let's break down this language into their very their simplest components what does it mean to be woke and then how can we be woke thank you miss harvey what are your final thoughts on this my final thoughts miss Amy, and uh, the panel is that um it is important to be woke but it's also important to be respectful. It's important to um, work through empathy and understanding. I also believe in what Tower said, the simplest form, which is being woke is to be aware. Um, I was trying to explain uh, with uh, one of my girls here that um, it's also about being politically correct in a respectful way. So as Tower said, we, we take responsibility and we don't uh, use this as an excuse to misbehave. Absolutely. Thank you, a big thank you to everyone. I think we've had a really animated conversation and discussion on this one. Thank you so much for pouring your heart out. We had Funcho and Tower joining us for the first time, and I think that was explosive. Childhood is supposed to be a time of innocence and no one should be robbed of that time in life. Unfortunately, as a society become over-sexualized, we see adults exploiting and taking advantage of those innocent souls. Thank you, Tower, for sharing with us that it's the responsibility of all of us uh, to begin to speak out and begin to lend our voices to taking back our society and help nurture these young ones. Thank you, Dr. Amma, for redefining the word woke. Uh, Ms. Abby is also saying that don't take don't take that privilege and opportunity to be disrespectful. 
the glamour shared with us the history of sagging i mean many people do things this day it's just because they see other people do them but they don't take time to study and understand why i remember what bolege said he said young people always ask why why and why and i'm hoping that someone who's listening to this will be inspired to do a little more due diligence and finding why they do the things they do and no doubt we'll have a better society for it thank you everyone for joining the time and thank you for this platform always uh we'll, we'll look forward to hear more from tower and fusho in subsequent episodes that's our show for today thank you for everyone everyone who joined live on facebook you can watch this on our youtube platform it's leaves abundantly and you can also listen to it again on all of the podcast platforms i am nifemi ogutoye See you again soon. Thank you for listening to Thinking Reimagined. We invite you to subscribe to our podcast and welcome your comments, insights, and learnings as we strive to transform our global society. A change in mindset, engagement, collaboration, dialogue, awareness, and education. Thinking Reimagined. Changing the mindset for a better global society. society.